Hello, my name is Melissa Guzman, and I'm going to do a book review of the book called Nothing Makes You Free. It's written by descendants of Jewish Holocaust survivors. Melvin Julius Bucketin is the editor, and the text type, um... Um, um, sorry, I'm not really sure. It's kind of different. It's a bunch of, like, different little short stories of, like, the children's experiences, like, growing up with. I feel like they're all really different, but the ones that, like, really caught my interest were the ones where it's, like, the war is over, the dad's home. They're, like, yeah, the war is over, the dad's home. But it's kind of, like... Like, being really young and seeing this, it, like, it makes them have a different ch- kind of childhood. Like, the overall, like, the, like, there's, like, really no, it's not, like, normal books. So there's not just one idea, one theme. But I like the very first one here. The main idea, it just, like, they're just saying their experiences from it. They're saying their experiences, no. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, um, I want to say, I want to say this one, like, they, they give you this, this really feel, kind of, like, like a child is really saying this, look. Camp is not so much of a place, it's not so much of a place as a condition. I've had camp, he says, that makes him different from us. We've had chicken pox and German meals, and after Simon fell out of the tree, he got a concussion and had to stay in bed for weeks, but we've never had camp. Most of the time, he drops the, the past particular of convenience. Then he says, I have camp, as if the situation hadn't changed, and it's true, it hadn't. He still has camp, especially in his face, not so much in his nose or his ears, although they're big enough, but it's in his eyes. And then in that little short story, in the ending, it says um, how the, the the characters, the person, went to, saw a wolf in the zoo, and how the wolf had the same expression in his eyes as his father did, and she was she went crying to her to her big brother, and and said. He has camp, I sobbed. Max glared through the bars. Impossible, he said. Wolves can't, don't get camp. Then he pulled me me back by my hands. I had to go back to the monkeys with him. When we got home, my mother saw my tear-stained cheeks and asked what had made me unhappy. Max shrugged. Is She isn't big enough for the zoo yet. Like, like this is a really, really great book because it has so many... It has, like, there's a lot of really short stories, so there's not, like, there's not much of a full story where there's a rise and a fall. But there is another one that I want to say. What are I writing here? No. Um... Let's see. Like, there's no, there's no resolution, like... He's alive, like, here in the information of what I, like, I'm supposed to talk about is, 
is like the the rising action climax, the falling action, and the resolution. But this this book's like a bunch of little short stories. So like, and none of the short stories are completed. Like they don't. You're not fully learning about this character. You're just learning about this short little experience. Like. This one over here. Let's see, over here. A man flying through the air. The teacher smiles as she bent over my drawing. He isn't flying, I tell her. He's hanging, see? He's dead, his tongue is blue, and these prisoners have to look at him as a punishment. My father is there too. Here, he's the one with big ears. That's nice. Says the teacher, it's not, I said. They're starving and now they have to wait a long time for their soup. But he's already moved on to the next desk. But but she's already moved. Two pixels of a toast stool. She, called, she calls out, clapping her hands. That's really nice. In a rage, I make great scrawls around my drawing and turn the paper over. What's so nice about a couple of pixels? I draw a whole lot more than two. Five in five in the snow and one on top of the watchtower. Like the children, like because their family, because the father is like this, they see different things. They see scary stuff. They, like in the stories, they seem they sound kind of normal, but here it just explains that that like Max, Simon, and I are different from ordinary children. At home, you don't notice it, but at school, you do. Like, at school, they seem more like that. And the teachers don't really acknowledge it because I think she knows. That, like, this was just right after the war, so probably. So, like, like this is a really, really good book. Like, I really, really like all the stories. They're really, really nice. Because, because like, it's telling you, like... Some people might say that it's better to to go to museums or like people who actually are saying their stories. When you go to a museum or stuff like that, or like probably even this book, stuff's changed. Like the people in museums that work there, they changed the stories of survivors like to, to better fit something. I don't know quite. But these, these stories really draw you in and get you to see, like, not only were the, the, the survivors affected really, really greatly, but their children were, too. Their children were treated different. They're treated, their children are, are different and have seen different things, have seen, have seen all this. We've seen so much. I'm trying to look. So, I think that's everything. I'm sorry I didn't really say anything clearly about this book. But, like, it's, it's a thick book. And you, I, I recommend reading it because it's really, really great. If you're really, like, passionate as I am about, like, the Holocaust and that kind of stuff, then this is a good book for you because you just get to hear so many different stories from so many different kind of families. And it just, like, really draws you in on how, like, it was to me breathtaking because it's so 
interesting, so different, so like realistic, not like a fairy tale. That's it for right now. Until next time.